Hello, everyone, and welcome. As we re as the king has returned, yes, we are doing Lord of the Rings: Return of the King on, and well, we're recording it before him, but you will be listening to this on September twenty second, which is Bilbo Baggins' birthday and Frodo's. On that note, so just cool little fun fact there. But you've got me, the Witch King Zinger, and me, Light the Beacon Ellie, and me, Sheila Berg. And we are joined by special guest. Go ahead. No, no, go go ahead. You, you, your, your, your Lord of the Rings name, sir. Right. Yeah. So you can refer to me as a John shall not pass. Oh. <laughs> yes, Very John nice. Justice is here, everyone, to discuss the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. And I guess we'll kind of do our whole series synopsis too. So. So, um, with, with that being said, I, I'm, I'm glad to have everyone here for this. I can't wait to discuss this, 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 I, this movie, woo. we watched the extend, I think, I think officially we all watched the extended cut, right? We all spent four hours yeah. and 12 minutes watching this. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. So, so on that note, I want to start with, of course, our top three moments from each person. And you know what? We are going to start with our honored guest because no one can pass him. So we will start with him, go to Eric, go to Ellie, and go to me. I'll anchor. So, John, if you want to do your top three moments from this movie. My top three my top three moments or my top moment? All right, well, you, you can do top three or top moment, whichever one you want to do, man. Oh, man. You know what? Let, let somebody go before me. Let me work this out again because I think when I initially <laughs> filled out your uh, – when I initially filled out your questionnaire, I didn't realize we were focusing specifically on Return of the King. So, oh, you give can me name, a tell you what, man, because we're we're gonna be visiting the whole entire series again. So, I mean, you can technically do all three movies or books or whatever, as long as you don't include The Hobbit. <sighs> and this is actually, this is from now that I'm going back over my notes. It is from Return of the King, and 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 my favorite moment of the actually all uh, of the entire trilogy of the of the of the entire saga. Is when they finally enter Mount Doom. That that finale, and I think it's the it's the the culmination of the entire journey, right? Mm -hmm. That brings Frodo to the brink there over the lava, and then in that moment, the the conflict that's within him and the struggle that he has with Gollum. And there's so many great moments. I mean, you guys know this throughout the yeah. you know throughout all the films, and especially Return of the King. But like in terms of emotional impact, I mean, it all comes down to that moment, and I think Peter Jackson just did a, a a stellar job of crafting that entire scene. All right, so so so, so is that the one moment? Or are you going to do two more? No, we'll yeah. just do, we'll just do that one for now. All right, all right, perfect, perfect. That that will work. Uh, Berg, you're up next for yours. All right, so um, so I used she love as my name. I love when. Sam has his triumphant return and saves Frodo and fights Sheila the spider. I think that's so cool. Um, cause, and I know we'll get to favorite characters because Sam to me is like the star. He is so freaking awesome in this movie. He's awesome in all of them, but that scene, especially like I just forgot his triumphant return when he comes back and is fighting the giant spider, God demon, witch thing. <laughs> um, love it. Uh, so the second one is, and I remember the scene was coming up, but I don't, rem I didn't remember it was as haunting as it was is i like when um pippin is singing the song oh. and um 
you see the army getting slaughtered, and then you have what's his name? Uh, and Denethor, again, I always forget the, with Lord of the Rings movies. I always forget all the names, and I was even Denethor. looking up beforehand. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna remember that. Um, and he's like sitting there, like eating. And it, I hate watching footage or just in general of, of people eating, but it's so disgusting. <laughs> oh, and I think it really mirrors tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it but it mirrors very well. Just the bit like the of the tomatoes and him kind of tearing the, the turkey up. Uh, um, it very much is visceral, like what's happening to the army out there. And just the, the, the song kind of tying it all together is just, it's haunting. And I remembered it was coming up, but as soon as it hit, I was like, man, this scene hit a lot harder than I remember it. So I, I love that moment. Uh, I, I, I want to piggyback. So this isn't one of my favorite moments, but it came close was, was that moment. Cause also one disgusting, like, I love cherry tomatoes, but it is disgusting to watch people eat them, especially yes. ones that yes. are that juicy, apparently. <laughs> but um, I, I love when you see the one orc come out, just just the one solitary orc, and then the next time it cuts back, there's like hundreds of them all just right. watching. So, sorry, can, continue. Well, I'd like to, let, let me interject here real quick, just to go, and I not that we should wipe out on, you know, footage of people eating vegetables, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> It's you know it's interesting though because you 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 make a great point and that is a really haunting scene with his with his singing you know juxtaposed against them mm-hmm. heading off to, to to doom but and, and I'd be curious to ask Peter Jackson how much direction he gave the actor in that moment eating the food because it really was it was so it was so arrogantly disgusting yes. You know? The way he just like he didn't he didn't care that it was dripping on his lips and his hands. It just it was so just yeah it was it was powerful and I wonder how much direction he gave her if that was just the actor who was in that moment going that route. They starved right. him for Ar- a week. <laughs> Arrogantly <laughs> disgusting is like the perfect description of that because yes it's like he's eating. You're right, singer like you were saying he's eating like he hasn't eaten in a week, but you know he has because he's a king. And, right. I mean, he is just like ripping and tearing, and he is biting, and it's like here is tomato juice on my face, and I had grease, and just I, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna wipe it up. I'm just gonna just keep eating while this song is going on, and he's my hate, my he's soldiers like, are being slaughtered. Eating, he's like hate eating. <laughs> yeah. Instead of stress <laughs> eating, the new <laughs> hate eating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my third moment is kind of a bit of a cheat just because I, I want to say the final battle because the final battle is just one of the greatest. It's probably one of, if not the battles ever filmed in cinema. But there's so many just amazing moments in that. And the two I want to bring out, one is funny and one is just, it's another moment that I forgot that's how it led up to. But the, the funny moment, of course, and I think we've talked about this too, is the Legolas killing the Oliphant and Gimli saying, that just counts as one. I <laughs> love that moment. I, I love I, that moment for breaking up the tension. I, I I'm surprised you didn't do what you did the last time we were discussing the in the like logic of how Legolas moves through a battlefield. That also adds to the humor the way because he because I remember that whole thing is is him like going up and he's like very CG ish jumping and and like shooting people and leaping over and then he he does the little surfboard down the the trunk <laughs> like we talked about him doing the shield surfing last time. Yeah. And uh, and then he jumps off, and again, like just that just counts as one. <laughs> um, and then I love, and I forgot about this part. I knew I remember the eagles coming, but I forgot how it kind of seemed like all hope was lost. And you see um, Gandalf standing there, and the moth flies by again, which is a great callback to how he was rescued. And 
Um, just seeing the eagles swoop down and start killing the dragons, that is just so cool. I'm just like, hell yeah. As someone who thinks dragons are pretty cool, I was very glad to see these eagles come and kick their asses in the in midair. So I did. But there's a million other moments I could mention from that final battle, and I think it's kind of a bit of a cop-out, but at the same time, like you have to give credit for that just insanely epic scene or collection of scenes that make one sort of mega scene. So, yeah, those are my, those are my moments. And there's too many other great moments to count is um, like, this was the only of the three for the watch. This is the only one I watched straight through. I didn't split up into like a couple day viewing periods because I was just so engrossed with the movie. Like it just, the momentum just gets going and doesn't stop. So. All right, Ellie. The last drop. Yes. So, um, same thing as like a lot of other people. I there's so many great movie moments in this movie. It is hard to pick just three, um, but the main three that kind of stands out for me. Um, I I'm gonna have to make sure to talk about the scene in the battle where um, I can't remember what her name is. I'm so sorry. Um, the main chick that wants to fight all the time. Arwen. Arwen. <gasps> yeah. Is, yeah. that, is that what her name is? I think so. Not am I forgetting? Are you talking about the elf? Or are you no? Are you talking about? Oh wait, I am talking about. I'm talking about the elf. Ellie's talking about. Right. Yeah, I just don't ever know how to say her name right. E O W Y N. Eowyn. Eowyn. Okay. Well, okay. I got to point this out now. I have been called out on the way I pronounce a certain character's <laughs> name. So when I say Strider. <laughs> Everyone knows who I'm talking about because I will. I refuse to say that character's name because I will mess it up and I don't want to anger Aragorn. certain people. Yeah, I was gonna say Aragorn. It's not that Strider, okay. the, 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 the king of lesser. There, okay. I okay. got it covered. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the other name. Um, but I just I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, coming from a female, I appreciated that scene of the whole. I am no man, and I just yes. thought that was just really neat um, when she, you know, took her helmet off and said that and said, screw you, and impaled him in the head, and it was just fantastic, so I thought that was really cool. I've, I actually forgot about that scene. I was telling you when we were watching it, it's been so long since I've seen this movie that the, it was kind of almost like watching it kind of for the first time again, because I just, I did forget a lot of stuff. Um Another thing I'll I'll pull up with uh, with your famous Strider, yes, as you like to call you can him. you can say the name I refuse to this episode. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, that whole scene where he's like, "What say you?" and that just whole thing with trying to get the the um, cursed army, yeah, army. The ghost army. Ah, and you know when the two times where they you know the first time where they show him and come behind him and they're like going through him and then the second time when they're jumping out of the ships and then you see them behind them it just, it's just really cool just to see that huge force that's coming to aid them I, I i thought that was just a neat and it was nice to see him too finally accept his destiny you know and and, and man up and yes. say i've got to do this um so i thought that was i, I like that part too and, and I'm going to have to say I will um, overlap with Eric. Okay. The suicide run section. You know. When so the, everyone just likes watching food get eaten disgustingly. <laughs> well, not, yes. not that part, but just the, just the whole, I'm a sucker for songs. Like when we watch The Witcher, I cannot hear 
toss a coin to your witcher enough i just love it's just that type of song that i really like the you know yeah. the bard type of singing um so i just i thought that was just a really well done like everyone else was saying just a really cool scene so i think those are well, mine if i could jump in here real quick uh before we move on since we were talking uh aowen um i want to add one um now that i now that we've kind of worked through this a bit and the the dynamic of of strider uh aowen her attraction to him um the rejection leading to the scene where and it's a, and it's you know it's not an action sequence it's a very you know just quiet scene and it's short but the scene where faramir shows up and you get that connection between Eowyn and Faramir, and you see where that's going. Um, I love that resolution of both of those characters because it was so necessary because they both lost something they wanted. And and then in this moment, which is just quiet and just two individuals looking at each other, I just thought it was masterful the way that they put a bow on both of these really important characters to the entire, to the entire story. Um, in just that one little, oh, hey, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, those two are going to hook up. Cool. You know, we can now move on now. We've, we've, we've wrapped up those storylines. Awesome. Yeah, I, I do agree with you that, that, that it kind of gave everyone kind of a nice happy ending to, to the most part. But I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that because this movie has multiple endings. And I don't mean <laughs> as in like multiple different endings. I mean, it's there's multiple endings. It just keeps going. Um, So for my top three... Uh, I was robbed of two of my picks by Ellie alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was waiting for her third one to just be my my final one. Just be like, well, it's pointless for me to even say mine. <laughs> but I do agree the I'm no man. That fight is, is really good. And the, the whole uh, Witch King and everything. I I loved him as a villain. As, as, I mean, Sauron's there he exists but he's not someone who you physically technically see in the movie aside from a giant eyeball so as his i guess stand in in the battle um he was really cool like like the way they gave him the armor and everything and the crown and the big maze like it was just cool to have him in the battlefield as something that was very imposing and then when he fights her and she's like i am no man and stabs him in the face and he just you know, crumples into nothing. It was just, it was a cool battle. And yes, I do agree with Eric and everyone else. The, the, the final battle was, was, um, was, was huge and was awesome. And there's so many points to talk about, but the other one Ellie stole from me, technically, um, was the ghost army. I, 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 oh, I very, yeah. I very like the ghost yeah. army. I like yeah. where, um, where Strider's standing there with Gimli and, um, and Legolas and the ghost, like King goes through him. Yes. Like and and it's like his it, they they just they they did a really good job with the ghost army and what it what it needed to do and everything in the movie. So I really like that. I really like that. You know, it was him finally accepting his role in the movie as you know the 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 the, the, the to be king and everything. Yep. So I really like that. But my final one was not mentioned by anybody yet, so I get to keep this one all to myself, and that is Saruman's death at the beginning of the movie, technically. I I really like that exchange between him and Gandalf and that, you know, even though he's defeated, he somehow is still like, oh, I'm still a threat to you. I'm still I'm still here. I'm still somebody you need to worry about. 
But the other thing I like, and there's a lot of background to these movies that, that I, I wish we could have gotten more into and I could have done more research on, but I just forgot to. Um, apparently, Christopher, once again, to step back to the actor, Christopher Lee apparently during that scene, like when they were directing it, were like, they were telling him like, oh, you know, I want, you know you're going to get stabbed in the back, so I want you to scream and everything. And apparently Christopher Lee looked at the whoever was directing that down, know if it was Peter Jackson or somebody else, and just says, I know what it sounds like when someone gets stabbed in the back. And a, Christopher Lee, for a background, like, used to be, if I remember correctly, he used to, like, hunt Nazis after World War II and was, like, a special ops person for, like, the British or something. Oh, I know that. It, wow. it, it, it's, it's something crazy. Like, I'm probably wrong, but he he's somebody who said that, and he probably has heard somebody die. From getting stabbed in the back. So then when you see that scene in the movie of him getting stabbed, he's just like, ah, ah. it's like, okay, yeah, that probably is more. But just that, that exchange between <laughs> between the two of them and everything within the movie is great. It does rob us of something I will discuss later, but I like that you, you, you had this moment to where the bad guy from the previous movie was technically still a threat to them, quote-unquote, and it, it set up everything that would, of course, go forth with... with um with Gandalf and everyone else for that. So that, that was my favorite. And also I'm going to say this now. I know Ellie had mentioned this. I think Eric did too. This movie is really is out of all the movies we've done for Zingness for like the movie specials and stuff. This was probably one of the hardest ones to pick out three moments from that yeah. really stuck out to me. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's, it's kind of, you, you have to cheat and be like, Oh, well it's this scene, but it's, but it's the whole thing surrounding it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so for me, that that's where I came from with this. Is I, I kind of cheated and was like, I, I want to talk about more, but I know I only have this limited amount. Um, so, with that being said, I guess we're gonna go to next. Uh, when was the first time you saw this movie? Did you see it in theaters? Did you see it at home? And of course, we're gonna go to John to start this off with. John, when was the first time you saw this movie? Yeah, I saw all of these films um, when they opened on on opening night in the in the theater. Um, I was I was kind of weaned on these books, but. You know, defaulted to Star Wars at an early age. You know, seeing that, I think my dad kept trying to steer me to the Lord of the Rings, but I was already in a in a galaxy <laughs> far away. But um, it, it became a family thing for me uh, because my dad is is way more of a of a Lord of the Rings. He loves Star Wars, but he's way more of a Lord of the Rings fan than than he is a Star Wars fan. And you know, he was he he definitely was raised on these books. So no, I saw these all in the theater on uh, on on opening on opening night. All right, Eric, what what about you? I saw this in the theater. This was of the three. This is the only one I got a chance to see on opening night. But I went like to a midnight showing. The the, the it was the theater here in the in the city we live in. Um, back when I lived like forty five minutes away, and uh, my I came up here with some friends, and I remember they had like every they had like half of the theaters uh, showing this at midnight. But because there was so much demand, I think they ended up putting it in like every single theater, and we were like in the big theater. And I just remember specifically this one drunk guy before like before the previews when it was still like the <laughs> trivia and stuff like everyone's there and he was like really drunk and like walking in that kind of like middle aisle where you can kind of go to the front front seats and the yeah. upper seats and he was like trying to scream spoilers. um i guess he'd read the books and he was just screaming spoilers out and just <laughs> like, three ushers came in and after that he was gone but i just remember i distinctly remember that from, from opening night of, of return of the king um ellie what, what, what about you I did see an opening night as well. Elf ears? Did you have elf ears no, that time? Not, no, I was being more uh, discreet. <laughs> oh, so, so you went in like a Star Wars shirt and, and <laughs> right. with a lightsaber? 
No, no, I, I, I did not cosplay for this one. All right. Well, I, well, yeah, you, you had us on the first one where you're like, yeah, I, I went with elf ears and everything, and then you've, you've, you've gone downhill since I ha- then. I did. I went through a dark time. What? Not being a nerd. Of hiding my nerdery. Oh, that ner- nerdery. Weird term. Um. <laughs> so for me, I saw this in in the the theater of my technically, I guess, my hometown. Um. The same one as if you've listened for a while now, you would know that it messed up the uh, two towers. And as I said in the previous one, I did sit as far away from my one friend because we went as a group. I did sit as far away from him as possible so they wasn't spoiling this movie with, oh, well, they well, they, well, they didn't include this scene or they didn't have this scene or just ruining both the book and the movie. So I sat <laughs> far away from him, but I sat beside, um, he, he's been on the show uh, way back in the beginning of Zingness, um, one, of, one of my buddies, Rob. Um, I sat beside him, and I, I love Rob to death, but every now and then he'll blurt out something in the movie theater, and it's normally pretty priceless. So, near the end of the movie, where, you know, you, you see the boat sailing off, and it goes to white, and then it comes back to where Sam's walking in Hobbiton. When that scene happened, he went, oh, come on, it's not over? <laughs> so I just I I found that extremely amusing because he was starting to get up and think it because I think he had to go to the bathroom or something. So like it was just great to have that. Mo- I mean, yes, great, great, great movie. Did it ruin anything for me? No, it just made that scene even better because he I I swear he had to go to the bathroom or something because he just was antsy and just that movie just does not end technically for a while. It has it's still all, going. Yeah, it ha- has all those fake outs. To the end of the movie, and he, I guess, just never read the book, or just, I, I swear it was the bathroom he had to go to, but yeah, he his response to that was great. And and yes, as we were leaving the theater, I did hear my one friend, who is also named Sam, not Sam Wise, but Sam still, um, was <laughs> sit, sitting there in the background muttering about how they didn't have a certain scene, which I'll talk about when we get to that point. So, um, on that note, we get to go to that point now. Did you read the books... Uh, John Justice, you, you, sir, you, you actually have an interesting story because you sent me your responses to these, and I really like what, what you have responded with. Yeah, I read, um, I, I remember reading Fellowship uh, of the uh, Fellowship of the Ring um, when I was a kid, but um, I did not read uh, Two Towers or, or Return of the King, but I did, my father read them to me uh, many times. Um, and they're books that I, I really want to go back and read. Mm-hmm all three of them again now, especially with writing my own, my own stories now. And, you know, the, the genius of the writing of these stories and just to double back to, to something really quick on that point. And again, I'll keep it real quick, but to your, um, to your ghost army comment, that, that should have been, uh, and every time I watch the movie and I see that scene, I kind of chuckle because I, it's kind of a cheat, right? Yeah. I mean, watch the film. It's kind of like, oh, you got a ghost army, whatever. You know, that takes care of everything. But the writing is so good in the justification and what Aragorn, you know, Strider had to do to get the ghost army to align with him that it's not a cheat. There's a there's a there's a weight and a value to it. And that really is just the that's that speaks directly to to the writing and the crafting of these stories. Mm -hmm. Yes. And because. Okay, Ellie, do you have anything heavy near you? Oh, no. What are you going to say? Okay, I mean, I, I do. I have, a, like, a hard glass plate over here. Why do, you, why do I keep letting you have stuff near you? Because I'm going to talk about the books for a minute, and I know you're... She has the Lego NES. 
Yes, she actually. I. Well, it's downstairs, <laughs> but I do have my switch in my hand too. Do you really want to throw that at me? No. Good point. So I can talk. Um, in the <laughs> books, it is set up differently. What the Ghost Army does, they don't actually, if I remember correctly, they don't come to the main battle. They just take out the ships of mm. like the pirates. But it's it still has the same weight of he has to it's sure. it's him you know convincing the army and everything like to join them and everything so it is still a great moment. Um, I guess we'll we'll just go into this real quick. Uh, what what do you wish they added from the books that was left out? This one's complicated for me to answer. And um, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I guess we should go around real quick with did you read the books, Eric? I'm sure um, your answer still stays the same. Strangely, I read this one, but not the first. No, I'm kidding. I, yeah, yeah, I did not read this book, and I wanted again. Same thing. I still want to try and get to them someday, but as of as of this recording, I have not read any of them. Ellie, what, what what about you? Did you suddenly get get a hair up your butt and read all these books? Um, that's going to be a negative. All right, cool. I I figured as much, but we we <laughs> we can move on now. Okay, so something I know there's a few differences there's a few things as I mentioned with the ghost army and stuff but one of the things I wish they had in but the problem is this movie clocked in at about four hours of the extended cut um it even with the non-extended cut I think it's like three something so for them to add the um the battle of the shire and everything where they where the hobbit because in the books the hobbits go back and find out that the shire's been overrun by like basically Saruman basically didn't die in the books and is in Hobbiton and everything and has overrun that whole area and they basically have to battle to win that area back and everything. So that's something that I thought would have been really cool in the movie but by the time you got there the movie would have been another like probably 30 minutes to 40 minutes and I don't think even the strongest bladder the strongest will could have gotten through yeah another <laughs> amount of time and then they kind of show it back in fellowship when he's looking into the um into the well and sees like the shire yeah. burning and everything yeah so yeah. it kind of has it but at the same time i understand why they don't have it but i would have liked to have seen it and yes that was what my one friend sam was non-stop complaining about on the way out of the movie was they did not have that scene in the movie so so that being said, I don't I don't know if uh, John, you you have anything that you wish they had left in from the books or not. No, only because I'm not from I'm not familiar, you know, en- enough with 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 the books to uh, to comment on that. It's going to play into one of the other questions you have coming up, though, because based off of what you're saying, I'm going to be changing one of my one of my answers. So I'll hold off on my commentary until we get there. All right. Well, I guess we can we can move on then to um to some of the others. St- I I guess favorite characters. From, from this movie and everything. I guess we'll go to that one real quick. And um, John, we'll, we'll, we'll start with you for favorite character. Um, it, it was Strider. Um, you know, I, there, there, there's so many through lines and characters, um, you know, in these stories. And, of course, the, the main story of, of Frodo, you know, and what he needs to do with the ring. But but when it comes to Strider from the beginning to end, I just, I love, I love his arc. And... And the way that it was filmed and directed and written in, and he really did a such a, fa- the, the character itself is great, um, but, but Viggo Mortensen did such a fantastic job of really digging in to the struggles and the, and the conflict that character had to reach that moment, you know, at the end of Return of the King. Um, and he wears it. I mean, he's so, he's, he's aged and he's regal. 
but you know where he came from because we all went on this journey. So it's it's hands down in Strider. All right. Um, Eric, what about you? Do you have a change-up of your favorite character? Uh, I do, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I, I Sam. Sam all the way. This mm-hmm. is Frodo's quest, but he would not have made it at all without Sam. Sam was more than, like, support. I mean, he was just, he was constantly there, and, you know, I think everyone kind of hopes they have or, you know, ho- hopes they can can have at some point a friend as good as and uh, Sean Aston just did a fantastic job as him and I always liked Sam but I had a new appreciation of him watching re-watching the trilogy for the first time in a decade and uh, especially this final movie he just comes in clutch so many times um, I just I, I think he's he's a great character and I think I I want to I because I mentioned I think in the first when we were talking about fellowship uh, how I, I like Gimli a lot and I thought I was like oh he's gonna be my default um, character for the third movie and he he still had some great moments and stuff, but I, I got to give it to Sam. He just he he won me over for realsies uh, <laughs> during this third movie. All right, Ellie, what what about you? Do you have a change up or? I think for this particular movie, um, I have to split it fifty fifty. Oh, um, Strider, hands down. Uh, you and... all can say his name technically. I'm just the only one. That's I mean, it's, say Strider. it's just fun to go ahead and, and just keep up with this. Okay, um, fine. Uh, Strider and Sam, um, I mean, like Eric said, Sam, there is no way that, you know, the ring would have been destroyed without him. I mean, just from when they were, um, you know, at the spider and he took the ring off of Frodo at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and if he wouldn't have done that, they would, they would have had the ring, you know, so it's just, just his selflessness to you know do what he did and to keep pushing his friend um even though they kind of felt that this was going to be the end for them if they completed this quest so hands down i mean i love love strider i've loved him for the whole series but i have to give sam credit too so i would say it's a split for me for those two characters all right all right fair enough um so for me Yes, there are a ton of great characters. Yes, I'd love to say Strider and I'd love to say Sam. <laughs> but for me, on this particular watch, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna cheat and I'm gonna steal from Eric. I'm gonna go with Gimli. Cause I feel Gimli was around for like him, him and Legolas really have nothing to do in this movie aside from be, I guess, the comic relief or be like just sort of a like D level story on like the A through through D stories going on. So I just liked his little comic relief every now and then of stuff. And I, I just think it was, was, was very, very well timed. I don't, I mean, like I said, on this particular watch, it just, it just hit me as, you know what? It, it was, it was good to have him around, you know, doing him and Legolas having the, the, um, the back and forth with how many people they, they had killed the, the, that only counts as one. And then, um, and then when they slice off the voice of Sauron, and he's like, "I, I guess you know, um, the 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 whole the discussion's over." And it, just his, his his little sidebarbs, I appreciated watching it again because it took. This is a very serious movie, and it took a little bit of the edge off every now and then without completely derailing. And like I, I said, I just I, I just feel like him and Legolas have nothing to do in this movie aside from being just the background comic relief. In, in, my, in my opinion, personally, but 
yeah, I, I do like the line too, and I, I think it's been in spoofed and parodied a lot since then. But the whole thing where uh, Gimli's like, I can't believe I'm going to die next to an elf, and then Legolas uh, is like, Well, how about dying next to a friend? And he's like, ah, That I can do. I love that exchange. For yes. you're right, that both of them are the comic relief, but I that's a very very serious and touching moment because I know having not read them, I know the. I've been told and read about the, the kind of the, the bad blood between elves and dwarves yeah. kind of at this point and kind of seeing become friends like this. I, I love that. I, I'd like to actually see a whole buddy cop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and Legolas uh, going through and just laying works and stuff like that. So, but that, that in particular kind of takes some of the, it takes their comedic uh, stuff and says they, they aren't just here for comedy. They're here to, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're friends and they're here to, to win this, this war. So well, in keeping Keeping with the comedic theme too, I think it's interesting that the comedy in in all three of the Lord of the Rings movies, at least in, 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 from my perspective, um, for as little as it is, where it's just kind of punched in there, it does work very well and it's really effective. And at no moment does it ever take me out of the of the films. But it's interesting because I feel completely different. Not that we want to wipe out on this, but when it comes to the to the Hobbit films. I, I feel like the, the comedy in the Hobbit films didn't work nearly as well and took me out of those films in, in, in a way that it didn't happen in the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy. I don't know why that is, and that's for a discussion for those movies, I suppose. But yes, when we get to them I someday, that, yep. someday when we return and watch the extended cuts of those, we will discuss the the like falling flat of most of the comedic moments and everything in that movie because <laughs> i'm sure they'll, they'll be there but but no i mean I, I i said i know that it's weird to say comedy and everything but i mean I, and, and here's a fun thing the counting the dead is in the books too so i know that a few people were griming like oh they're just adding that to the movie i'm like no that's well, actually I in the book too sorry i, th- I, I thought you had something john oh no Okay. I was going wow, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's vaguely mentioned every now and then like during Helm's Deep like they have this discussion where it's like, "Oh, I I've slew 42." And then like like it's 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 in the books, but it's more pronounced in the movie because of course it's something that's kind of like not like a side piece of dialogue and everything. Um so we, I don't think we have any real introduction to new races in this um I I guess the Eagles if you want to count the Eagles. But uh, overall in the series or in this particular movie, who is everyone's favorite race? We're going to go with uh, John again first. Yeah, I just really, I love the elves. I love all the elves in the, in the, in the film. I just, I, in, in, all the, in all the movies. Um, I just feel like the, the portrayal of them is very consistent among all of them and, uh, and just plays out really well. I just particularly, that's just, that was my instinctive, instinctive reaction <laughs> to the uh, question. All right. Um, Eric, what about you? Um, you know, I, I did like the Eagles. I know they were in the, um, I guess in the first movie, second movie, I, very briefly, but um, having since then read how it's not just like, oh, they're wild animals, like they're actually like this embrace of intelligent yeah. giant eagles. And knowing that going into this viewing of it, I, I like them even more. And it's just, they're just, so, they're so cool. I mean, they're just fighting giant dragons and winning. Like they're just coming in and just clawing them. And then their rescue of Sam and Frodo from the from from Mount Doom. I just I just think they're pretty cool. Ellie, how about you? You don't need to ask me that question. I, I know the answer is elves, <laughs> but I mean for for everyone here, if it if it sparks a discussion, who is it? Um, it's elves. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, well, well, wait. La- la- last time, weren't weren't you team N? 
Well, well, yeah, but they're cool though. But that if it's if the fun, fantastic, bearded trees are not involved, then they yes. were in this movie. You could still use well, them. No, they didn't have the same impact as this. the elves. Okay, fine. Name a, name a few elves in this movie. There was a lot. Not really. Yeah, they weren't that involved. It was just Legolas and and um and and, and Mr. Smith. I mean, all I need is Legolas. Ugh. To be honest. Ugh. And I don't really like blondes very often, but he he does it well. No, I I just. I mean, you know me, just because of she, knowing She me. is wearing an I Heart Legolas t-shirt right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually wearing a Game of Thrones t-shirt. Which I found <laughs> ironic. <laughs> um, no, I just, I'm, I've said this before, but just in case new people are listening for the first time, I, I always gravitate towards elves, typically mm. dark elves, um, especially when I play... Oh, God, here it comes. When I play any kind of video games that deal Oh, I thought with... you were going to talk about Kingdoms of Mammalar no, since you were literally playing I mean, I can, that. but I was trying to be... I was, I was trying to trying to be nice and not mm. do that. But yes, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, anytime I play any kind of games where elf is a race, I usually always gravitate towards it. Okay. They're awesome. All right. So for me, I'm going to go with Hobbits. And it's because I feel like this movie is where all four of the Hobbits shine the most. Mm. And uh, between, as we said earlier, with Sam's portrayal of, you know, you know really pulling Frodo. Frodo, you know, getting the ring to Mount Doom. Merry and Pippin having their own stories where they both become heroes in their own rights. Yep. I think that they really, out. if, if you want to get down to it, I feel like they really had their, the Hobbits really had their moment in this movie, and I feel like we don't talk about it enough. So I have brought I it actually, up. No, I actually almost, I debated going going with Hobbits for this, because I, I agree with you completely on that. They really, I feel like the first two, you still kind of see them as these out of their element. You know, they're used to this cushy, carefree life, and this one, you really see that, there's more to Hobbits than the cushy, carefree life. And you know what really hammers that home? When they go back to Hobbiton, they're sitting at the bar. Yes. And they all kind yeah. of are like, hmm, hmm, this isn't the life we're used to anymore. Yeah. It's boring. It's like it's sort of this combination of we've seen too much of the world and this is boring. Yep. Yep, I, I just, I, I, th- I think they, they really had their moments in this movie, and I mean, th- yes, they were around for the other stuff, but they, 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 they took control, and they, and they really hammered it home in this one, so I, I just wanted to say, you know, they're my favorite race in this particular movie, so, so with that being said, um, I guess we're gonna go with, uh, Eric, I, I, I don't know if I should put you in timeout for this, for this next one, but, um, what? how, how do you think the I movie has aged? <laughs> I know. I was like, "What?" From last time. Okay, John. How do you think these movies have aged, particularly Return of the King, but the series as a whole? How do you think these movies have aged in what twenty, almost twenty years now? Um, I I think they've aged really well. Um, the 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 it's weird because you could easily, you know, if we're looking at sort of from from a visual standpoint, right? I think the the story's solid and the acting is solid. So we'll just look at it from sort of a sort of the visual standpoint. Um, you could nitpick some of the CGI, perhaps, but it's so consistent and believable throughout all three films, and especially getting into Return of the King, that 
even if you were to say, hey, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to do another, and I know we're going to get into this, like another version of these movies, if anybody were to argue, at least, if, again, my opinion, if anybody were to argue, well, it'd be great to see even further updated CGI work or, you know, mo model miniature work. Um, for me, I don't need that. These movies are, they're, they're sort of timeless in my, you know, in my opinion, much in the same way of the original trilogy. Um, but even then, these movies do a better job of holding up than, say, like A Return of the Jedi, if we're doing any kind of comparison. So I think they hold up fantastically. All right. Eric, you, you, are, you are out of time out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, as you all remember, I kind of went on my, my little rant against the CGI and stuff uh, in the last movie. And I got to say, this movie, I was, I think I got so wrapped up in just how with the momentum like i was talking earlier how there's just from from the get-go there's a lot of momentum in this movie and i got caught up so much in it i really wasn't paying as much attention and it and like john was saying it really does i think i think it does stand up it really um it's it's cohesive and the way that they i feel like the way that um i try and think I'm, I'm i have like 15 words trying to come out at the same time i think because there's almost so much motion in this movie you don't have a chance to really notice yeah. as much like oh hey that's really bad cgi or oh hey that's that looks a little off however i do <laughs> i do have to say there was one part that really stuck out to me like a sore thumb and it was right before uh, gandalf is talking to Pippin about and he's kind of giving that speech about kind of the i always call it his g like he goes He's oh, you see the siege really going bad. on, and you see these soldiers make, kind of parting the way for this big troll to come and break down a door. And this troll walks up, and he looks like he is out of a late PS2, early PS3 <laughs> era video game. He looks terrible, and he's got this big hammer, and when he hits the door, there is absolutely no impact on the door. Like, the door doesn't shake, there's no dust. It almost, <laughs> it almost looks like it has bad clipping, and it goes through the door. It looked bad i actually went back and watched it and i'm like Did that look as bad as i thought it did and i and i can't just say oh that's just because of the era they like focused in on that before they panned over to, uh, to gandalf and and pippin and i just i had to i had to i was like i'm gonna mention that because i really want to nitpick that part but for the most part i think everything just to me didn't it didn't bother me as much this time around um and again i think it was just the momentum i was so caught up in the story and the action that i just i didn't pay as much attention to it but yeah I, I do think it stands up and i think it's fantastic and i had as much fun watching it this time as i have the other times all right no 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 more timeouts for you sir you you have earned it back no i'm i'm just kidding and another thing <laughs> i i'm just kidding with eric and everything no i mean i I will admit the, these movies, I, I think they, they have aged phenomenally by comparison to like their contemporaries of the same time period and everything. Yeah. Yes, there are issues here and there. Yes, they're not perfect, but I'm like, I think with the technology that was done at the time, the, the fact that I know a lot of that was real people in real you know, costumes and real, you know, prosthetics and real horses and everything. Obviously not real giant elephants, but everything did kind of work together and made it, it made this movie made more sense than getting on a horse like um, like like Legolas did in the last. I'm not going to talk about it for too long. I just want to mention oh it because God. I still don't know the physics of how he got on that horse. But but no, I mean elf physics. Elf, yeah, yes. elf physics. What, wait, what, what was the thing you were talking about, Ellie? With like there was something, and I just went, "Oh, it's magic," just to, just to get us to move on from the discussion. 
I can't even remember. What was it? Why is she dying or something? Why is she? And I'm like, oh, it's magic or something. There was something I just responded with. Yeah, it's magic. And then I, we just moved on from that discussion. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, the, these movies look great and everything. Um, John brought up a great point. Would we? And this is something I should have asked and I didn't think about until now. Would we want to see a special edition of these movies where they go back and retouch up stuff? I'm saying a solid no if it's done by George Lucas. Yeah. John, what is your oh, opinion? Oh, snap! <laughs> well, I'm not, not going to wipe out on that. No, I, 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 I wouldn't. Uh, you, you, you guys, none of you guys have enough time for me to start going down that road. Um, no, you know, it's, it's interesting because there's there's few films, and oddly enough, the, the prequels from a visual standpoint do this. But, you know, when you watch, you watch a cartoon. Like when you watch a like a 2D animation Disney cartoon, like you know what you're getting in for, right? Your your expectations are set. You're watching a 2D animated cartoon. You watch a Pixar movie. You're watching a Pixar film. Yeah. Um, it's weird to say it when it comes to live action, but when you have these special effects extravaganzas, um, for me, there's a level of this is this is the level of the special effects that I'm gonna get, and I roll with it. And it will be like that forever for me watching watching these three films. Yeah, there's flaws, and you're absolutely right. And, and, and as we're talking, I'm, I'm actually thinking of other particular scenes where the green screen didn't look quite right. But mm-hmm. there's just a level of I've accepted this is what this world looks like and the physics of the world, even with the special effect, lim- uh, special effect uh, limitations. And I just accept it for what it is like I would, again, a Pixar cartoon. All right. That's a good point. All right, so Eric, I, I guess what I say, say, I say, if they do a special edition, the, the only two things they need to fix is Legolas fired, and they the scene where Aragorn goes to the fifty style diner. Uh, they do, it was kind of weird, but you know, uh, redo that a little. Ah, <laughs> uh, the prequels, the prequels. Oh, and I guess the Han shot first joke was from the original trilogy. Um, I mean, Legolas shot first. I. I <laughs> right. As much as I nitpick the, the special effects, I mean, they're not so bad. It's not like they're using. I mean, it's one thing to wait twenty years from when you didn't have CG effects to when you did have CG effects in Star Wars. Even though I, I that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but this one is. You're right. Of, of the time, of the time, I think this the, these were top notch for the time. And, um, I mean, anything they would do would be just so subtle. I think 99% of the people watching wouldn't notice. They'd be like, well, what did you do different? I mean, people like me who bitch about the, the CGI sometimes might be like, oh, wow, that looks a lot better. But it's not enough to go back and, and warrant doing it, I think. I think they are good as is. Ellie? I, yeah, I, I don't really need, I think they're fine. And I wouldn't really need anything extra um i'm always usually the one that's like in the minority it doesn't bother me as long as they still have these versions available do you know what i'm saying like if they were we are we are very very close to skating on a just rage discussion of me just screaming about the original uncut trilogy but no i'm just saying continue No, um, I, I'm on just, Blu-ray. Sorry, on Blu-ray. Continue. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that, like, everybody has their own opinions, and maybe some people would like to have it, some people don't. So I'm okay with if that's what they want to do, as long as they still offer to purchase the 
these versions. You are just no, I'm not actually. You're starting to frustrate <laughs> no, me. No, 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 no. You're you're I'm cause, not because you are you are talking the exact argument I make for the star. Okay, we need to stop because we have too many Star Wars nerds right now, and it will turn into that. And I'll say what I, I want to say, I will and stop. those Star Continue. Wars nerds can just you know they can do something else. So I'm I'm just saying I'm for whatever works for you. I'm I'm not one to tell you you shouldn't have a better version. Not a better version, but you know what I'm saying, like an enhanced version. Um, I'm okay with the way they are, and I always will be. I agree with you guys. But I, I'm just saying, if that's something that they wanted to do, that's fine, as long as they still offer. If someone doesn't want them that way, as long as you can still... I mean, to be honest, you probably would already have them anyway, so that's a moot point. But if, if you... Your kids destroyed your discs and you needed to replace them. As long as they're still allowing you to purchase those original versions, then I'd be okay with it. Okay, so when they come out with the altered reality versions of the <laughs> movies, but they're not giving you the original cuts where you can actually, you, you, you sit in the battle, you're saying that. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And that's, that's wrong because if I don't want to sit in the battle and I don't want to have my 5d glasses on anymore then i want to be able to watch it the original way then yes that would be that would be not very nice yes 5d glasses the amazing feature of it is you can watch yourself watch it the first time <laughs> yes. um yeah but 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 zinger you know i oh mean God, what if it. you know what if you know what if this is peter jackson's vision and this is how he really wanted the movies to look and therefore you know that you you only get an updated version. I, I I love how you're poking the bear intentionally now, and I don't appreciate it, but at the same time, I love it. I I think we got Peter. Jo okay, for for my opinion, I think we got the definitive version with the extended cuts. I think yeah. we got his definitive version of them. And if you really want to get into it, I don't want to get into this too much. But when we whenever we finally do the Hobbit trilogy, I think we get kind of a glimpse at what a remastered yeah. or redone version of these would look like and um sure. we'll talk about that when we get to it but i <laughs> i i think these are fine i think they yeah. they they are a product of their time with the cg it's not perfect but it's definitely age better than other stuff and i i i'd have no problem showing these to my kids and everything and being like hey this was the pinnacle of its time i still i still and this is oh my gosh we we are flirting with danger here i still say that my children are going to watch Star Wars when they officially watch Star Wars for the first time. Like, as, like, a... I'm watching it with them. You know, this is... this is They will watch the original trilogy, uncut oh, version first. No, not the prequels. I don't agree with that with children. I do not agree with that. Don't get me started. A child would do better to be able to understand the world and who the people are By watching the, no. the original trilogy. No, if they're going to watch... Sorry, I'm, no, I... I'm with her on this one. I oh, all right, all right, fine. Then, then how about we do this? How about we have them watch The Hobbit first, <laughs> and then watch Lord of the Rings? Fine. Your then logic fine. is flawed. No, I'm not. Then fine. Then the same thing. Hey, if you're gonna make them watch all, if they're gonna have to watch all the movies eventually anyway, if you're gonna make them watch all of them, then. A child's mindset, it is better for them to have know who these people are as they go through. As an adult, though, if you somehow crazily have become an adult and you never saw these, then yes, I agree that they should start with the original. By the way, we keep saying these. We are referring to Star Wars right now, <laughs> just for anyone who's confused. Yeah. We can never stop without <laughs> mentioning Star Wars and everything. Well, jo jo John's here. I think, I think you're talking about... 
the Fast and Furious movies. Don't get us started. <laughs> okay. As a side note, we can do this experiment. We have two kids that yeah. have not technically seen Star Wars. We have a four I, and a five-year-old. I can have one of them watch it one way and one of them watch the other and see who loves it more in the end. That's okay. I already have them hooked on all the Harry Potter movies. So. Oh, You're but you didn't have them watch Fantastic Beasts first? No, I did not. Then you, ma'am, have done an in-service <laughs> to them. An injustice. An injustice on you. Anyways, uh, <laughs> with the possible upcoming Amazon series, what would you like to see Amazon do with the Lord of the Rings series. We are back on Lord of the Rings now. No more Star Wars talk, Ellie. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me, let, I, uh, am, am I up? Yes, you, you are You are up. Me, me and Ellie are staring each other down, so please. Okay. Quick quick, quick comment on the last thing, and then I'll give you my comment. <laughs> on, on this no, is the extended cut the, of the episode. <laughs> they should watch The Hobbit first, but the cartoon version. Ah. Okay. All right. So um, I'm actually changing my tune on this because when I originally um, thought about it, I, I was kind of like, no, it's kind of pointless because I think the, the the movies do a fantastic job of telling the tale and I don't necessarily need to see it reimagined by somebody else. However, in the middle of our discussion, I changed my mind because, Zinger, you mentioned the stuff that didn't make it from the book to mm-hmm. to the movies and if that's the case then yeah i would like to see an amazon series a lengthy one that really sticks you know to 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 the books i think that would be really as again as somebody who's not as familiar with them having grown up with them but not read them myself you know for many years ago um i'd really like to see them just do a, a tried and true straight adaptation of everything that's in the books all right. I, I don't think we've had anyone give that answer yet, so so thank you for that. I think most people are like, oh, I'd, I'd love to see just some other stuff in the world, but no one has said, like, a straight-up remake that's tried and true. So thank you, John. I appreciate yeah, direct, that. Yeah, directly with the books, because I'd be, I would be, I, that would just be really interesting to see, and you could do that with the series. I, you know, you could make it as long as you needed to make it to make that happen. I, I, yeah. I do admit that, that in our world, now that we have where there are streaming services and you can just have stuff go on forever, apparently... Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm staring at Ellie having the Game of Thrones shirt on and thinking that that should have ended a while back, but that that's once again... I think we're getting into other discussions and just probably angering uh, Phil Rude somehow through all of this, but but yeah, I mean, I, I think the Amazon series, I if, if it is a trend, I've never thought of that, in ironically, throughout all these, but I think that's a good point, John, that if they did do a try and true, I mean, yes, I wouldn't... I, I know this is going to move into our recast thing, but... um. I don't know how I would feel about them recasting some people because there's they, they had some great actors doing some great parts and everything. But I, I don't know. It might be interesting. We can see. Anyways, on that I don't I don't think we have any other from our regular host on the Amazon series comment. Nothing okay. that's changed in the past. Two. Other yeah. than I, I do agree. The one thing that I thought about when we were talking is I, I would like... Because I remember after seeing the movie, a friend of mine who was a big fan of the books telling me about the whole battle in the Shire. And I'm like, that yeah. sounds so cool. I, if anything, even if they just extend these movies and make them last more, you know, multiple episodes, that is one thing that needs to totally be added in because I think that would be a cool thing to see um, our, our, our hobbity heroes uh, taking back their home. And everyone can finally get Tom Bombadil in these movies, which I'm indifferent <laughs> to him being in or out of them because I, he serves a purpose in the book, but it's a very short and very pointless purpose, if you want to ask me. I have angered everyone who read the book. So on that note, uh, if you were to recast this today, who would you cast and why, John? 
This one's really tough because um, I always have a hard time when it comes to to, to looking at, at casting of people and you know who, who would you choose because my mind ends up defaulting to. Uh, especially for younger characters, well, they're this age now, what age will they be when it actually yeah. goes into production? So if I dispense with that, I'll, I'll make two comments, and, um, and I'm just going to recast one person. Um, an individual who I think would do a really, really good job of Frodo, uh, and again, we got a bit of an age issue here, but is, uh, is Timothy Chalamet. Um, I think that, you know, the, the guy that's going to be in Dune, and he was in Interstellar. There you go. Uh, there's, an inten- there's an intensity to that kid, that that I think would lend itself really well to, to Frodo, and also a bit of a lightheartedness, too, uh, that he could bring out. That being said, um, I'd like to see if, let's say, they were doing movies or the Amazon series, a complete cast of unknowns. I'd like to see an extensive search for these characters and perhaps landing on individuals that we've never seen before, You know, that we're not familiar with, that could really embody you know, those characters. Cause you know, like I was looking at a list and so many names that we see are individuals that would be great, but they're, they're in already such iconic roles yeah. that I have a hard time seeing them in roles like this. So I'd like to see a recasting with a bunch of, a bunch of nobodies and people we hadn't seen before. I, I, I agree with that. Cause I'm, I'm not saying that, that people in the original cast for this were nobodies, but a lot of, I mean, yes, yeah, certain, certain people were established people, but everything, but I mean, a lot of those people have gone on to do other stuff. Um, why can't I think of his name? Billy Butcher, Dread, um, Carl Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, I, I kept forgetting he's in these movies, and I kept <laughs> seeing him, and I'm like, I forgot he's in this, and and no, I said this to Ellie the other day. I'm like, I feel like he is a seriously underappreciated actor of our time, yeah, and I like, like him. I mean, I know that everyone mm-hmm. likes him, but he's been in a lot of stuff and has done a he's done a great job and everything and is not technically the same person in any of those roles. Cause I mean, I forgot he was bones in the star Trek movies. Oh it, yeah. I forgot yeah. See, too. you forget that. Oh my God. He's, he's been in the Marvel movies. He was the executioner in, yeah. um, in Ragnarok. He, he's of course in the boys as Billy butcher, which it, I, I will admit having watched a ton of the boys recently and then watching this, I was just waiting for him to be like, daddy's home. But um, yep. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it, it, there, there's so many actors that have gone on to do great stuff, or just were kind of just around, and then this movie was, I guess, not a big breakout for them, but just definitely something that made them even more iconic. Because um, because Sean Astin had uh Rudy before the Rudy was before this, right? Yeah, it had to have been. Yes. Okay, I was like, I mean, and then he went on to Stranger Things, so you know, there's a pinnacle of his career right there. And and somehow, uh, Ian McKellen <laughs> was doing uh, both this and being Magneto. Was that around? The, that, that was around the same time, or I shortly after. The time, yeah. Yeah, I was like, it was shortly yeah. after, right before. But but no, I mean, there, there's so many great people that have come from these, and like, and and were great before then. It was just, I think they did just such a perfect casting. It'd be hard to recast. That being said, I think Keanu Reeves should have been the should be the Witch King. <laughs> what? I will get Keanu Reeves into these movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even if I have to force it. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know if anyone else has any recast things. Eric, you you want you want to do some crazy recast again? No, because I, as I've said in the past too, nothing's changed. I and actually, it's 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 like John said. I would rather it be. I want a bunch of unknown. I don't like, and I think I mentioned this maybe in the first uh, in fellowship. 
But I feel like, especially in this age, there is so much of a... There are so many movies and franchises that have ensemble casts that you... you it's, it's getting harder and harder to disassociate people with different roles or a certain archetype or stereotype or whatever. So I would like to see a bunch of unknowns. Um, except for, uh, I would like to see Keanu Reeves as one of the Eagles. That's it. <laughs> one of the Eagles. Okay, perfect. Uh, Just one of them. Okay. Uh, fi- <laughs> final... Okay. Yeah. All right. Finally, I want to point out one other thing. It was really cool to actually see uh, Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget's face as the orc captain thing. It's it's the same voice. Next time, Gadget. It, it's the same voice, right? Or am I yeah. just crazy? Okay. I I was sitting there and, and he started talking. I said it to Ellie and she just stared at me with like this <laughs> blank look of. What? And I'm like, I'm gonna use it on the podcast and people will laugh. <laughs> See, I got one. Oh, next, Lord. next time, Strider. Next time. Thank you, oh, Eric. I. <laughs> so, so wait. Is is the cat just the? Oh, wait, wait. The cat's the 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 gorg or whatever the hammer or the battering ram thing is. Which, by the way, that is something in the books that the hammer. I mean that 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 door bashing thing. Why can't I not think of the battering ram? Well, there you we get, go. Get, yeah, I mean, they gave it a specific name. It was yeah. like, bring out the whatever. And I was like, and I even thought about that. I said, that's not just something you made up. I'm like, that's totally in the book. And I'm yeah. sure Tolkien spent like 50 pages describing it. He does. He does. Yeah. No, that, that I want to go back to that whole battle scene real quick. It was great. It was well done. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. And I will say this, seeing a ton of those creatures like in daylight is kind of weird, but whatever. So, yeep. Uh, I don't know if anyone has any conclusions since this is technically the final episode of our lord of the rings series and we will like i said return to the hobbit someday but um going back through all these anyone have any thoughts on that john i, I know that you you've talked about the series and stuff and haven't been on for every episode but do you have any look back fair fair fair-eyed look backs on the series now um no i i think this i think this uh this trilogy deserves a lot more credit than it gets i mean i know it ends up in discussions when we talk about great the great trilogies um but it you know, it, it's worthy of a lot of a lot of praise. And the thing that really sticks out to me, without getting into the the Hobbit films, um, is that this trilogy. It's clear that it was made with a lot of love, and 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 it and it and it shows in in every single frame. You know that you know this was this was a labor of love for for Peter Jackson, and I really. Um, you know, any limitations and, and criticisms that, that, that you could rightly put on it, um, to me, I, I push to the side just because you can just tell the level of care and detail um, that they wanted to bring in trying to bring these, these, these novels to, to life. Um, so it deserves this trilogy deserves a lot of credit. You know, it's kind of what I'm hoping we get out of Dune coming up. I was I'm expecting... My, my just, level of expectation for that movie is a lot, very much along the same lines. I was just yeah. about to say, I feel like we're we're kind of preempting like a Dune discussion in a few years because I feel like that because I think Lord of the Rings was like the unfilmable series for a while. Like no one could do this; it, it's too expensive and too ambitious. And Dune's kind of the same way, even though it's technically been done before. But I I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens and everything. Uh, Eric, what what about you? Any any look backs on the series having to rewatch it again uh, after so many years yeah no i i just it, it really is like 
it, it's such a it, it, when it came out it was it was like just it was this part where i was going from being a teenager to adulthood and i just feel like it really it, it, for me personally it's very nostalgic for that time period and um i look finally on it and not just seeing it but like the experience of seeing it with friends like going to the movies um when my friends and i did the um the the, the marathon of all three extended editions of a row which i will never do again um it just it's i'm very nostalgic for it and i think it's fantastic it's a great job you can you really can you really truly can i know it's already been said but you can see the labor of love and despite me bitching about the cgi and in, in a lot of parts i it still is very it, it has an identity of its own these aren't generic creatures that are being put in it these are very well thought out every every hair is in place where it needs to be everything is where it needs to be um the casting was fantastic. I, I, and kind of going back to our casting discussions throughout all three of these movies, I have a hard time disassociating these roles with the actors and actresses who portrayed them because they did such a fantastic job. There was not one miscast in there, I feel. And so no matter what, you're, you're going to get some enjoyment, I think, out of this, no matter what you're going in for, whether you're going for a good story, big spectacle, whatever. I think you're going to, you're going to love it. Ellie? I don't really have much to add. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we, 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 I'm you, good. <laughs> okay. No, I, I mean, I, I've, I've said a lot about this series. I truly enjoy this series. I I, I really like that we, we went back and revisited them as this. Um, I might say something different when we get to do The Hobbit, whatever point that becomes relevant again. <laughs> but um, I, I, I feel like I'm going to put all this hate on those movies and I watch them and be like, yeah, it's okay. But we'll, we'll see when we get to there. Uh, no, the, the, these movies are something that, like, yes, I mean, our kids were around when we were watching them, but they weren't sitting down paying attention to it. I cannot wait yeah. to watch these with the kids. These are something just like Star Wars I want to introduce to my kids. And I do agree with John. I don't feel this series or these movies get the respect they, they, they deserve sometimes, the recognition. And I, I feel like hopefully this series... Or I, I, I don't think Zingness has that big of an impact, but I hope through this series that maybe some people have gone back and watched the, the trilogy over again and everything and gotten to enjoy it. Because I seriously got, got, got to enjoy going back and revisiting them myself and having people on who enjoy these, the, these movies and this series to discuss them. On that note, John Justice, thank you for joining us. Where can people find more from you? And, 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 and what is it that you do? And would you like to see your books become a, a big Hollywood movie franchise? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, that's why I wrote. That's why I, uh, I wrote them. Um, I'll, uh, yeah, let, me, let me tell you where, where I, I wonder where uh, people can go. I'll, I'll add something real quick though, because uh, it, it just in the middle of when you guys were talking, it reminded me of this. We watch these films as a family. Uh, these these uh, this trilogy as a family once a year, um, and it never. There's never an exact moment, but it's a, uh, hey, let's work through the Lord of the Rings, you know, extended editions. And then we just take our time. We don't do we don't do like a marathon. And this is to me like the best way to do it. We just sit down over the course of maybe a couple weekends and we just start watching them, and we pick points to stop and then continue. And it's it makes for a really fun week's worth of uh, of movie watching. Um, No, people. uh, people can go to mynerdworld.net, uh, mynerdworld.net. Um, I am a, a radio talk show host. I do a morning show, Justice and Drew, in uh, here in Twin Cities. Uh, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com uh, is the website. Uh, but I'm also a podcaster. I do a Star Wars podcast, and I have a 
trilogy of science fiction space opera books uh, called Embark, and those are available in audiobook, uh, paperback, and uh, an ebook at mynerdworld.net. Uh, so if you like science fiction, uh, Star Wars, Fast and the Furious, and a lot of stuff blowing up, um, go and check my books out. All right, awesome. Thank you so much for being with us, John, for this. I think. Thank, thank you to the other hosts we had on, uh, Phil Rude and David Ginsburg for the other two. Uh, as I've said earlier on another episode, but I will repeat here, uh, this is being recorded and will be out on September 22nd, uh, Hobbit Day. Uh, but we will be returning in October for probably like, I don't know, Hocus Pocus or something. But I, I keep saying that and they keep staring at me like, no, but... Um, <laughs> But I you, will absolutely watch Hocus Pocus. I will too. It will just be me and Eric, no Ellen. <laughs> Even though I think she's down with it, she just wants to be just herself about it. Uh, we'll be returning probably November, December with our coverage of the Jurassic Park trilogy and then the two Lost World movies. So that, that will be what we will be returning to. And, and I'm sure for three, people like this movie won't be able to you know narrow down their top three moments so, so you're saying jurassic park <laughs> three we will not be able to narrow down our top three favorite moments <laughs> for different reasons <laughs> oh man i cannot wait to torture i will reveal this we will be torturing phil rude by oh, making God. him watch that i cannot one. believe of all of the movies you're gonna have him do that one with that being said uh thank you for listening eric where can people find more from you you can find me at Eric Berg and at Beckle Berg. And you can find Zingness basically all over Twitter. Um, you can also find us all over Facebook. Just search Zingness. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank John Justice and the other guests for being on. It was a pleasure to have you guys. And um, one ring to rule them all. 